Hello students of Seneca, this is Limai and welcome to this episode of the night before your geography A-level paper 2. Today's podcast will be split into three parts. First, we'll be going over megacities and migration. This will be followed by a critique of globalisation. And last but not least, we'll be discussing shifting flows. So let's get started. First off, what are megacities? Megacities have over 10 million people in the urban area. In fact, by 2030, it's predicted that there will be 41 megacities in the world. So what are the problems with megacities? Well, three main problems. One, shortages of resources. Secondly, shortages of houses. And thirdly, shortages of services. Quick question, what is the minimum number of residents for megacities? That's right, 10 million. Now, what are elite migrants? Elite migrants are wealthy migrants who are welcome to a country because of the investment and capital that they bring. And they can have various impacts on a host country. For one, elite migrants are an advantage to the host country because they boost their FDI. And secondly, The benefits of increased elite migration are that it increases investment into the host country and can fill the skills gap. But what is the impact of elite migrants on the source country? So the country in which they came from or migrated from. The source country can in fact experience a skills gap and a lack of investment since the migrants have now left the area. Quick question, how many megacities are there predicted to be by 2030? Yep, 41. Now, moving on, what is low-wage economic migration? Low-wage economic migration generally involves less skilled workers moving to new regions to find work. The impact of low-skilled economic migration for a host country is that the host country gets cheap labour, and which they can use to develop the infrastructure of the country. Now, what's the impact of both kinds of migration on the host country? Well, large-scale migration can put a, sca- a strain on the host location's housing and services, for instance, schools and healthcare. And migration can help to rebalance a population population and reduce the impact of an aging population by increasing the tax base. What are the impacts of both types of migration for the source country? So for the countries in which the people migrated from? Well, one, migrants may send remittances back to their families in source locations. And these payments should benefit the local economy in source locations. Secondly, the source location may suffer from brain drain and a skill shortage if a large number of skilled migrants leave the country. And this would be an economic cost to the source location. And thirdly, both types of migration create an interdependence between host and source countries. 
That's that for megacities and migration. Moving on to a critique of globalization. So because of globalization, there's a cult, global culture emerging, which is based on Western ideas, consumption patterns, and attitudes towards the physical environment. Culture describes a system of shared meaning, and a culture of a place or a person is made up of lots of different parts, including traditions, language, values, religion, and leisure activities. Cultural diffusion is the spreading of a culture to, into another. And as we already mentioned, the culture that is emerging as the most dominant worldwide is Western culture. Cultural diffusion happens as a result of globalization through transnational corporations, otherwise known as TNCs, global media corporations, tourism, and migration. Some communities see cultural diffusion as a threat if it means the loss of their own local culture. For example, the loss of tribal lifestyles in Papua New Guinea. Migration causes cultural diffusion. And people moving to a new part of the world take their language, their customs, and often their food with them. And it's important to recognise that cultural diffusion is not just Western cultural culture spreading. For instance, the rise of Indian cuisine in the UK is an example of Indian culture spreading from migrants to the UK. And then we have tourism. So when tourists visit a country, they expose that culture to their fashion, their food preferences, and their way of life. With TNCs, some communities see cultural diffusion as an opportunity because it can lead to increased foreign direct investment, FDI, in the country through the relocation of the TNCs. Quick question, which of the following, which are causes of cultural diffusion? So we have tourism, TNCs, and migration. It's an increasingly westernized culture that is spreading globally, which is the main critique of globalization. For instance, Disney and Netflix are global media organizations, or TNCs if you will, that spread aspects of American culture across the globe through their films and TV shows. Last but not least, we have shifting flows. So the different characteristics of places, including the demographic, cultural, and socioeconomic characteristics, are shaped by changing flows of resources, investment, money, and people. And these flows are often subject to change. Now let's look at the shifting flows of people. This can be split into two parts, migration, and life cycle stage. So the shifting flows of people help shape a place profile and migration is when people move into a place or away from a place. For instance, when large groups move into a location, they may start shops and restaurants to serve their community. And Brick Lane in London is an example of this. The other shifting flow of people is a life cycle stage. So an area can receive an influx of young adults 
or students or young professionals who often live away from home. So for instance, we can see this in inner Leeds where we have an influx of students. An area can be affected by an influx of commuters due to accessible railway lines and stations. Um, for example, the Southwest Commuter Belt of London. An, an area can also receive an influx of retired people. For example, some UK coastal towns such as Eastbourne and Scarborough. Next up, we have shifting flows of resources. So the availability of a mineral resource can lead to the creation of a mining community. For example, slate mining villages in North Wales. If that resource runs out or is no longer required, the place undergoes change. And in many cases, evidence of its previous profile may persist. For example, the coal mining villages of Northern England. The rise in electronic communication has given significance to the connectivity of a, a place has. For instance, the remote rural locations in southwest Wales or the Scottish Isles. Moving on to money and investment. So there are many different examples of money and investment. One example are funds provided by governments, TNCs and local authorities, spending on some characteristics of places such as transport infrastructure, education and health. Another example is a small-scale fund from individuals or groups of individuals resulting in the creation or modification of businesses. For instance, attempts to resist clone town high streets, so high streets dominated by chain shops. And that's it for our overview. To finish off, we're going to take a few moments to go through the stress buster, which will hopefully help to calm your nerves and make sure you're in great condition. So today we have the Donald Duck Guide to Exam Stress. First up, make sure you have a proper meal, whether that be breakfast or lunch. Next up, do some exercise. Exercise is a real stress reliever because once you start moving a little bit, you release those good endorphins which help lift your mood and just to help you ease, feel more at ease. And last but not least, make sure you get a good night's sleep. In order to make sure that your brain is in tip-top condition, you need to be well rested. And that's it. From me and everyone else at Seneca, we wish you all the very best of luck. Good luck for your exams. We're going to be releasing night before podcasts before every exam. And if you head on over to YouTube on every weekday, we are going to be doing live streams at 4.45 and 5.30. So make sure you subscribe. And while you're at it, rate us five stars. We're amazing. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs>